at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Wait, drink, drink around the corner somewhere else. Not here. But uh, come to happy hour. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. It is Saturday night. We are here for the 6 o'clock show. Subliminal SF presents live music backed with special guest Breakfast B Breakfast of the Wyatt Act. And your host all the way from Boston. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ben Quick. What's going on, guys? I apologize for my voice right up front. I have a story for you. I am here straight from the airport where I uh, have spent the last 36 hours trying to get to San Francisco. I uh, Somewhere around midnight last night, I had what is commonly referred to as a mental breakdown where I lost my voice. Uh, <laughs> Thus, I sound like this. <laughs> so it's good to be here. I'll tell you the story real quick before we get underway. Uh, I'm supposed to leave at 7 a.m. yesterday, so I get to the airport, Boston Logan Airport, at 5 a.m., all ready to go, check in for my flight. I sit down. I got a seat. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to sleep on the plane. I'm on three hours of sleep because I don't plan things ahead of time like packing. And so I end up getting my plane and... Now, I don't know if you guys have seen the news, but Boston got uh, what the meteorologists call fucked yesterday. (laughs) They got hit with a bomb cyclone where uh, a giant, basically hurricane from the cold weather came and took out just about every single flight in Boston. So as I'm in line to board my plane, they announced that due to the weather, they need to remove 10 passengers from this flight, full flight, 10 passengers, so they can make weight because they're going to be overweight. And uh, so I'm sitting there going, why are you taking 10 passengers off? You could just choose the five fattest. <laughs> that would be a lot better for everyone uh, on the plane, too. But anyway, <laughs> but we, they ended up, I was, my name was called. I was one of the last people called. They called nine names. I was like, hell yeah, I'm on this plane. And they go, also paging Benjamin Quick. And I was like, fuck. Uh, so I end up asking, hey, can I be reaccommodated? And they, and, they, and they come up to me and they give me like a compensation. They say, we're going to get you on at 11 o'clock. And I'm like, there's no way that's flying out. I've seen, you know, the weather. But I went for it because I didn't really have a choice. It was that or no trip. And so I go for 11 o'clock. They say, you're going to connect in Philadelphia for a 3.30 connection. And I was like, perfect. I'll get to San Francisco Friday night. It'll be great. I'll make my 6 p.m. show here at Mutiny. It's my first show of the festival. And I'm all set. And as I sit there to the gate, I see that the plane's delayed till 2.30 p.m. takeoff. So I call the airline and say, hey, it's 11 o'clock right now. My plane's leaving at 2.30. It's going to land at 4. I'm not going to make this connection in 3.30 because the plane's gonna land after the other plane gets there. And my person on the phone says, it looks like to me the plane leaves at 11. And I said, it's 11 o'clock right now and I'm talking to you (laughs) at the gate. (laughs) This plane's not leaving. And so I say, I I can't make this connection. And so the person says, well, what you should do is you should fly to Philadelphia and talk to a gate agent there. And I said, I don't really want to punt and fly to Philly on the off chance you have a plane for me there because they're also getting, again, fucked from this weather. Uh, and so I get there and, and they say, just take the plane to Philly. I said, okay, can you find out if I can do something now? And they said, yeah, if you can get in the person says, yes, if you can get to Philly, I swear to God, a human being has added this to me. If you can get to Philly, I can get you on a connecting flight at 6 PM that will connect to San Francisco via Boston. <laughs> and I said, are you aware I'm currently in Boston? <laughs> and she said, yes. 
but you need to make the connection from Philly first. I'm dead serious. A human now. I'm not generally a fan of the R word because uh, I know it's a little harsh. And also, I feel like if you use the R word a, lo- a lot, it kind of loses its power. You know what I mean? You need to save it for when something does someone, something does something truly dumb, like say, suggest you fly to Philadelphia and back to qualify for your trip to San Francisco. <laughs> that is the textbook definition of retarded. And I know I'm in a hyper-liberal bubble, so thank you guys for not being cunts about that. I appreciate it. Uh, Thank you. So anyways, I have another flight canceled at, at 9 p.m. They finally rebooked me for because then that plane, spoiler, it gets canceled. So they say, now you get on that 9 p.m. plane. By the way, this 9 p.m. plane was the one I was supposed to connect for. But after the plane got canceled, they suddenly can get me on. That gets canceled at 10 o'clock while I'm at the gate. So I spend two and a half hours on call with support every time getting connected after a half an hour of finally talking to somebody, I get put on hold, disconnects. I do this four times in a row where each time I spend 45 minutes on hold. It's 1 a.m. I have the mental breakdown. And then I go home and I try one more time and I beg. And uh, they, by the way, as far as Virgin America is concerned, not only am I headlining this festival, but it is a make or break moment for my comedy career. That's... That, thank you. That is what they believe. Uh, so all said and done, they say there's nothing we can do. You got to go to the gate. I show up this morning at 5 a.m. I've slept another two hours. So again, slept about five hours and 48 hours. I show up again. The woman looks at me, and it's the same woman from yesterday, whom I was polite to, and she says, "Man, you look like shit." And I said, "I know." Uh, but in fairness, what she doesn't know is this is my default look. I genuinely look like a cut. I genuinely look like a cute, polite white boy who's also part-time homeless like I kind of uh but I uh I get there and I peg and I plead my sob story and somehow I get rebooked because this person feels terrible for me because I was nice to her before that's the why spoiler alert if you're nice people they help you because she didn't help a lot of people but she got me on a plane at the last moment this morning to Seattle where I basically flew in like the jump seat got there connected to San Francisco and just walked in the door two minutes ago and yeah I'm serious serious true story the thing I'm most proud of about this whole thing is that after every canceled flight, I had to go back and get my checked bag and go back through security and check it again, which means not only did I go through TSA five times in the last 24 hours, but I successfully smuggled acid through TSA five times in the last 24 hours. Yeah. So if anyone wants to come to my 6 p.m. set tomorrow, it's going to be real weird. Uh, <laughs> all right, I've got a song for you guys, and we'll kick things underway. This is a brand new song. I have no idea if it's funny or not yet. I just thought it was the easiest one to teach you on the fly. Um, and this is about where I grew up. And uh, Did I? Oh, where'd it go? So I was thinking if the one thing this world needs, it's more country western songs about small towns, you know. <laughs> So I wrote a song about where I grew up in a small town. Spoiler alert, not a great place. We're going to lean into it if it doesn't work with the backing. It's going to be fun. Well, I am from a town of not a lot of people, but a lot of cows. Got it now. Where every year someone grows a big vegetable And it's front page news somehow 
There used to be factories nearby, but they all closed down, and they're never coming back. So now the only time my neighbor Vince really goes to work is every night on a 30 rack. Bridge. But everywhere you go, everyone that you talk to is polite. And since no one here is racist, it was just a coincidence that we were all white. I grew up in a shithole, a small town shithole, near a city that's a shithole. Where I'm from is kind of a dump, it's mostly just a bunch of white people that all voted for Trump. But if you talk to an old timer, they'll tell you about the day when America was great. When we all had jobs with no health risks, working at the chemical plant, and we all were straight. And I'd say, I want to go to the city today. And they'd say, no, don't go there. It's not safe. The city's where all the poor people stay at. And since we're not racist, it's just a coincidence that they're all black. I grew up in a shithole, a small town shithole, a small town shithole, a real boring shithole. Growing up, I mostly jerked off, told my friends racist jokes and put fireworks in frogs. Well, I thought I left it behind me. When I got away, moved to a real big city where I learned to stop calling things gay. But no matter how much I try to hide it, it's still a part of me too. Cause when I'm hanging out with a bunch of black people, I don't know how to play it cool because I grew up in a shithole, a small town shithole, a cultural shithole. An American shithole And when I go home to see my friends They all have kids and so it all repeats again Thank you guys for sticking with me and pretending like I actually had the vocal cords remaining to sing that song uh, That's the closest thing to a serious song I'll ever write Anyways, uh, you guys ready for the show? Hi, I'm super pumped to be here, as you know, and I'm super pumped to meet this first guy because I was in your hometown earlier today. This dude's all the way in from Seattle. He's going to be super funny. Please give it up for Levi Manis. I look like Kid Rock auditioning for a castaway. <laughs> Whenever I see signs that say employees must wash hands. I always think 
Thank God I don't have a job. <laughs> I noticed that when people get tattoos, it's to remind them of something important. So I'm going to get a tattoo that says, rent is due on the 5th. <laughs> I try to donate myself to Goodwill, but they don't accept white trash. <laughs> I also grew up in a shithole small town. Uh, I grew up in a town of the population of 15 people. And to put that into perspective, my family of five made up a third of the population. I had no choice but to learn social cues from alcoholics and farm animals. <laughs> so when you grow up in a town that's small, there are no secrets because everyone knows everything about each other. So when I was a kid and I found my dad's hustler, the whole town knew. because I told everyone. <laughs> it was gross. <laughs> I gave a motivational speech at a suicide support group. It killed. Everyone. The best part about diarrhea is the cardio. <laughs> so dumb. I've always been jealous of that little boy from The Shining because at least his dad took an interest in him. <laughs> I can count the number of times I've seen my dad on one hand. And about a year ago, I was doing a show, and some relatives from outside the family came out to see me, and I hardly know them at all either. And I'm standing out front before the show starts, and my uncle comes up to me, and he goes, hey man, just so you know, your dad is living in a car two blocks away from here, and he still might not make it out tonight. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he didn't. But the fucked up part is that I still kind of admire him because he's really consistent. And the dude has a car. My reverse psychologist told me to be myself. If you're not laughing, you're gonna figure that joke out on your way home. <laughs> the other day, this guy, he was trying to sell me a coffin. And I said, come on, man. That's the last thing I need. I think that when it comes to leading by example, Jesus nails it.
There's nothing like taking a shit. Right when you get out of the shower to remind yourself that nothing really matters. If you're not laughing, it's because it hasn't happened to you yet. I eat a lot of Happy Meals because I can't afford antidepressants. It's true. <laughs> uh, I named my penis mom because it's always embarrassing me in front of my friends. I've been working on a few impressions. Here's my impression of a uh, lower intestine. I don't need this shit. <laughs> Here's my impression of an immature ghost. Boobies. <laughs> I accidentally signed up for a yoga class because I'm a Star Wars fan who doesn't know how to read. I'll take it. <laughs> the longer that my hair and my beard gets, the more afraid of fire I become. Because this beard is the only thing that's keeping me from looking like Macaulay Culkin. Most people see black and white pictures, but I see interracial photos. PC joke. <laughs> I second guess myself because I don't like odd numbers. <laughs> Alien Ant Farm has a website for their fans. <laughs> <laughs> so hard to say that with a straight face but <laughs> it's called alienantfarmersonly.com I told that joke in a hot topic and it fucking killed <laughs> I'm changing my first name to science in hopes that people will donate their bodies to me when they die It's not what you think, it's just for butt stuff. <laughs> I wonder if Patrick Swayze's ghost is haunting a pottery barn. <laughs> My definition of a threesome is using both hands. If Franklin D. Roosevelt had a Twitter account, his first tweet would be, YOLO with polio. <laughs> Hashtag for wheels. <laughs> I 
hold on a second. When I make breakfast in bed for someone, all I expect in return is a thank you. I don't need to hear, who are you? How'd you get in my home? <laughs> Just eat your fucking Frosted Flakes. This is our home now. <laughs> I'm gonna go against my better judgment and do one more. I wanna share something personal. Um, I make this weird noise when I come and I have it recorded on my phone. <laughs> that is my time. Thank you, everyone. Give it up for Levi Manis, guys. I too fart when I come, so it's a. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to keep the show moving? All right, next comic here is in town from Portland, Oregon. Please get up for Jeremiah Coughlin. Keep it going for your hosts. Keep it going for your piano guy. Bre your name's Breakfast? That's right. You're my new favorite person. I don't know. <laughs> I would totally fuck a dude named Breakfast. I don't know. That's not typically uh, something I'd say out loud, but just saying. How you guys doing? This is fun, yeah? Intimate little fun thing we're doing here. Uh, I got here, I was like, he was singing. I was like, do I have to sing a fucking song? Because... <laughs> I didn't bring my inhaler. Uh, I don't have the lungs for that anymore. I uh, was walking down the street in San Francisco, uh, where we are, yesterday, and I, I stepped on one of those metal grates, and it was very slippery, and I fell like an idiot. Yeah. God, that must have been fucking hilarious. This, like, this, <laughs> like, I wish I want to see the fucking security footage of that like it's like a tiny asian woman ran up to me like what i would consider like the most like frail and vulnerable of like people i've ever seen and she was like are you okay <laughs> think about that for a second just like if like the picture of vulnerable in the fucking dictionary 300 pound guy falls on the ground she's like holy shit are you okay like i'm concerned for your well-being I uh, I stayed in an Airbnb for the first time last week. I've never done that before. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's basically like, uh, I feel like you're a substitute teacher roommate, where it's like I have no fucking long-term investment in this, but I'm here, so I'm going to use all the toilet paper and <laughs> microwave spaghetti in the fucking microwave and not wipe it out. Like, I don't care. I paid. I don't know. I also stayed with, uh, so it was like two grown men in one bedroom, and that's not something I'm really stoked on. I woke up the first morning, and my friend was like, uh, do you have sleep apnea? Because it sounded like you were choking while you were sleeping. <laughs> I was like, uh, no, I just had a dream. I was blowing nine dudes, and I was fucking killing it, basically. Uh... What else has been going on? Oh yeah, I was in that was I was in North Carolina when that happened. Uh, the first day I was in North Carolina, I was doing a show and this uh, this nice Southern guy walked up to me. He was like, "Hey, has anybody ever told you uh, you you look like Fat Ed Sheeran?" And uh, <laughs> yeah, which I don't necessarily agree with. I think he just picked a redheaded guy. 
He doesn't know. He's just like, uh, I maybe. I mean, I'll agree. I look like Chris Farley ate Bob Ross, but that was that was the look I was going for. I never went. I never wanted to be Fat Ed Sheeran. Uh, <laughs> what else has been going on, man? You're fucking killing it with this, man. I love it. This is fun. I don't know. I wish I had better jokes for this fucking piano routine. This is amazing. Uh, what else am I going to... Oh, I want to tell you guys a story. I heard uh, we were all standing outside of a comedy club the other day, and we were talking about what we got for Christmas. And uh, this kid said... Uh, this kid I know who's in his early 20s, he said uh, he got a katana blade. He got a sword. He was really excited. He got a, Yeah, he got a sword for Christmas. And I was jealous of him. Uh, and he was like, yeah, I went and got some watermelons. And uh, it's not you. It's a different. I know that many people that got swords for Christmas. Uh, he's like, I, I went and got some watermelons, and I sliced those fuckers in half. And he's like, but then I was really disappointed because I Googled what to do with a sword after you slice watermelons in half. And the, and the YouTube video was like, oh, you have to wipe it off. You have to get special cleaner. You have to go through this whole process. You can't just go slice some fucking watermelons in half and then resheath your sword. So that's what this, that was a quote from this young man. <laughs> and then he said, uh, you know, I was really disappointed. I wanted a sword and I, I got a responsibility. <laughs> and, and I said to him, you should get a vasectomy. <laughs> if, if caring for a sword is too much of a responsibility for you, you should not procreate. You should not, you should probably not even be around other people. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of things that are harder than taking care of a sword. Uh, do you guys know you can't give babies water? Yeah, breakfast, that's a real fucking thing. That's, I know, most people don't. You better not buy a sword, all right? Because they'll die. Babies will die if you give them water. Uh, that's a true thing. Yeah, six months before you can give babies water. Did you know that? Yeah, I hope you get a sword for Christmas and not a baby. You knew that? Right. I feel like every time I do that, this room divides where it's like people like who are like, of course you can't give fucking babies water. What are you, stupid? And then the, the other half, like you, they're like, holy fuck, you can't give babies water? And uh, it's not even necessarily funny. It just makes me happy to see uh, to see the room divide like that. That makes me happy. I did that joke a couple weeks ago, and somebody Googled it because this lady, this old late, this lady, she had like she's like, I got four kids. I don't believe, I don't believe you. And uh, I was like, fucking Google that shit, Linda. And she did, and she was like, like six minutes later, she was like. You can't get babies water. That's <laughs> yeah. She uh, she found out. I was right. I was right. Uh, what else has been going on? You guys uh, you guys ever go down on somebody because when you make out with them, their breath is so bad, you're like, man, it can't get any worse. <laughs> you ever do that? No. Yeah. You ever do that and be wrong? Uh, it's not great. It's not great. Uh. <laughs> Man, it's fucking great. I love you so much. I love. I can't think fast enough with all this piano stuff. It's really fucking with my head right now, but it's fucking great. I love it so much. 
Uh, do you guys ever uh, you guys ever fart in your sleep and it smells so bad that it registers in the dream you're having and becomes part of your subconscious reality? Because because uh, that's some Inception shit right there, man. If Joseph Gordon-Levitt walks up to you in your dream and is like, "Dude, did you shit your pants? You need to yeah, you need to rethink your life, change up what you're doing." I. Uh, what else do I want to tell you guys? I uh, I recently got I got fired uh, for the purpose of this joke. I recently got fired from my job. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I got I got fired from my. Uh, I used to give paranormal ghost tours in Old Town Portland, uh, which is a real job you can have in Portland, Oregon. You can be a ghost tour guide. Uh, but I got shit canned from it. I got fired for being too creative. Uh, during my ghost tour job, yeah. They're like, Jeremiah, we think you're taking a few too many liberties with the material you've been given. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's a goddamn ghost tour. The whole the whole thing's made up. I, I helped you guys make it up. Uh, yeah, well, and then uh, like a couple weeks after I got fired, I came down here to San Francisco. And uh, the host of the show I was doing introduced me, told everybody I was visiting from Oregon, and then he described me as Super Portlandia. Yeah, like the TV show, and I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to be that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's accurate. And then I, then I got on stage and told everybody about how I'd just been fired from a ghost tour job. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I think, I think that's probably right. I gotta tell you guys one more thing. I uh, will do, I'll do a joke about Ben because he's here. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, well, it's just, uh, I started to go see this um, uh, massage therapist named Kevin. Uh, and I was, I, I was kind of weirded out when I started to go see Kevin, uh, for massage cause I'd always gone to lady massage therapy. Uh, cause maybe they'll touch your dick, right? That's kind of, I've seen porno. That seems to be how it starts. And, uh, I was, I was telling my friend Ben that I was going to a guy massage therapist and I was kind of weirded out by it. And he was, he was like, yeah, what if, uh, what if Kevin's massaging you and his dick ends up in your mouth? Uh, <laughs> As like a grow up, like he was like basically telling me to quit being a baby about seeing Kevin for massage therapy, uh, and I, I I could I was on board with that. But then the next time I was getting a massage from Kevin, the only thing I could think was, what if he's massaging you and his dick ends up in your mouth? And I thought that was I thought that was really funny, so I started laughing pretty hard during this massage, uh, to where Kevin was pretty obvious that I was laughing uh, during my massage, and he asked me what I was laughing about. And I couldn't say in that moment, like, oh, hey, my buddy Ben thought it'd be really funny if you were massaging me and your dick ended up in my mouth. I couldn't exactly say that to Kevin, so I I just told him that I farted. And that, <laughs> he bought it. He bought it. Thank you guys so much, Muni Radio. You're the, you're the best. Breakfast. Breakfast. Jeremiah Coughlin, guys, let him know. And give it for breakfast, pee breakfast. Dick jokes are so much more beautiful to piano music. I think we can agree. <laughs> You're talking about your dick and the entertainers playing in the background. It's like, it's kind of pedo-y, actually, because that just reminds me of an ice cream truck. So I don't know. <laughs> are you guys ready to keep the show moving? I think it's you, right? Are you ready? Okay, you were next on the list, right? Pam, am I right? All right, cool. I didn't mean to abruptly, do you want me to stall? I can tell like a joke or are you good? All right, please get up your next comic, Jess Everett. <laughs> oh, San Francisco. Hi, everybody. Hi, Annika. This is 
fucking just people I know here for why? <laughs> what, what happened there? I don't know. Good to see you. Here I am, and here I am, all of you as well. Hello. Uh, weird start. Uh, I was in Hayton Ashbury earlier today. I don't like that place. I've never seen so many people try so hard to not try. It was weird. <laughs> really making an effort at being dirty. I, don't, I didn't get that. thought it would be cooler down there. I don't know what's cool. I'm wearing running shoes because I'm afraid of everything. I'm just... <laughs> I gotta, uh, that'll make me go quicker when I'm afraid. <laughs> just, I'm ready at all times. Uh, didn't plan on saying that. Uh, people were saying a bunch of dick jokes. I'll, I'll tell a dick joke. Wasn't, I wasn't planning on it, but I've been taking pictures of my erections uh, lately. You know, just so that they last longer. It's a, it's a neat, neat trick for all of you. Getting applause break back there. Mini room. Little mini applause break. Fun times. Uh, fuck. Okay, this is weird. I don't know how to respond to this. I'm... <laughs> Usually there's nothing in the silence when I'm up here, and now it's <laughs> real odd, real odd stuff. Uh, I uh, I quit smoking pot for a number of reasons, some legal and others my own. Uh, but I quit because I felt like it was making me dumb. Because you hear like ah, pot, you know, kills I don't know something in you. <laughs> Something's dead inside. Uh, I quit, and it's been like a year now, and I'm starting to think that the whole dumb thing may have been a pre-existing condition. It's a, fucking nothing's changed. I'm, I think I think this is as good as it gets. So um, that sucks. Uh, <laughs> I figured I got a dictionary up on my phone. I thought maybe well, I'll learn some words. Maybe that'll spruce things up in the old noggin. Uh, now I gotta reread all my books, you know? I was doing a lot of guessing. A lot of guessing on, on the old words there. Mostly wrong on all of them. Mostly wrong. It was like a choose your own adventure for just me. No good. No good for old Jess. Oh, what else? I've been lifting weights. I feel like I'm like eight years away from being able to say that without a lot of follow-up questions. <laughs> right now I can just say it and it gets a laugh. Or I just <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Uh, uh, I don't know. What are you guys experiencing this uh, new grocery store bailout? I don't know if you have it down here. You gotta buy your own bags now. At grocery stores, you go to a grocery store, you gotta pay for bags. Is that a new thing down here? It's new. We got it up in Tacoma. It's new. New thing, we're paying for our own bags just because grocery stores are so frivolous with their lending for so many years. <laughs> That's all about you know, Double paper, double plastic, paper inside of plastic, extra plastic bags for the meat. What do they think was going to happen? <laughs> now we got to bring our own bags. And they get all indignant with you if you don't bring your own bag of reusable bags. Cheryl and check out aisle 14. It's like, hey, I see you don't have any bags. You need to buy some bags, Just say, yeah, Cheryl, this whole thing's new. I forget, you know. Forget. She's like, oh, hold on. Turns her little light off. He's got to buy bags, everybody. He doesn't, he doesn't get it. 
Cheryl's a fucking dick. <laughs> Fuck Cheryl. Uh, what they still do at the grocery store, though, go to the produce section, rolls and rolls of bags as far as the eye can see. They're giving out bags like hotcakes. Take as many as you want. So what I do, go to the grocery store, straight to the produce section. No broccoli, thanks. Just bags for Jess. I grab I just start pulling out bags. I'm stuffing them in my pants and in my sleeves. I do all my shopping. Done with my shopping. I go right back to check out aisle 14. Cheryl, this time, she sees me coming. She's like, oh, Jesse, did you forget your bags again? I say, oh, Cheryl. Oh, Cheryl. Sweet, sweet Cheryl. I've got bags. And then like a fucking magician, I'm pulling bags out of everywhere, chucking them up into the sky above her, and they're just sailing down over her like she's in a snow globe of vengeance. <laughs> twisty ties, too. I'm chucking twisty ties at her. Link, like hot dog style, so they're, I try to poke her. I try to poke Cheryl in her stupid eyes. Stupid old woman. That's what they get, though. You know, they got to use them. Gotta use the little bags. Super inconvenient for me though, cause they're tiny little slippery bags. I'm fumbling, <laughs> fumbling up my driveway. I'm dropping bags all over. It's real, real long driveway. I have a lot of money. Big, long, 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 long driveway. I lose all my groceries. They roll down into the into the moat. I've got a moat. I live in a castle. I'm a king. I'm a. I have swords. <laughs> I got lost in my own stream of consciousness there. Yikes. I don't know how to come back from that. Anybody got dogs? Any dog owners? Dog seers? You ever seen a dog? You know what a dog is? Ever pet a dog? I always wanted a dog when I was a kid. And I really wanted a dad, too. Thought that would... Thought that'd be slick for old Jess. Give me one of them dads, you know? Just like the movies. Uh, growing up, uh, my mom used to tell me that my father's name was Ken, uh, but I used to just call him Dickhead, you know, because that was like the last I ever saw of him. You know, Dickhead. That's a conception joke. A lot of people take it a different way, and it means a whole other thing. I don't change it, though, because I like the mystery, you know? I like to leave them thinking. Worse thoughts. Worse Worst thoughts about kids. Probably should change the joke. I, mean, uh, I wasn't. I wasn't molested. I wasn't molested. That I know of. Um, I, I did meet my father once. I met him over the phone, and he asked me how old I was, and I told him well, I was 24 at that time. And he said, and "This is a quote." He said, "What the hell took you 24 years to call me?" I was like, "Whoa, wait, you know." Who fucked who's mom here, buddy? I, was, I thought that was your gig, you know, give me a ring. I was, I guess I was too busy, like, learning how to use a phone and what fathers are. <laughs> how much time am I doing? I could just stay up here. Am I good? One minute? Sweet. One, you said, right? Cool. Cool. Very good. Doesn't even matter because he's just, he's keeping it busy. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, I, we, we, when we were driving down, we drove down from Tacoma. Long, long drive. Uh, Should have flown or something. Probably the same price. 
Same price, all the gas. Planes use gas still, though. I don't know. They pay for that, I think. Uh, at any rate, we stopped in this little mountain town and we were like a, like went to a cafe and had a sandwich. That's not important. Uh, <laughs> but it happened. It was a Philly on a, on a croissant? I don't, I don't know, bread. Uh, at any rate, I went to the bathroom. This guy comes out of the bathroom. I go into the bathroom, and he is not flushed. And then I peed on his pee, and I realized our pee is the exact same color. <laughs> what are the odds, you know? <laughs> Two different sized men, exact same level of hydration. So I didn't flush either. I'm like, let's keep this going. What else could, what else could happen? But how do you bring that up in conversation, you know? How do you go up to a guy and say, hey, man, I know we've never met, but like, same. No, a lot of like you and I. In the bladders. Well, you want to play some wrap it up music? <laughs> Jess Ever, guys, let him know. All right, you guys ready for your final performer of the show? All right, usually I got to do that twice, but that was pretty damn strong. Please get up for this guy. He comes from Portland, not Portland, Oregon, Portland, Maine, other side of the country, where he was voted that city's best comic. He also runs a laugh shack there, and he's fucking hilarious. Please give it up for Conor McGrath. Thank you, Ben. Hello, Mutiny Radio. Hello, San Francisco and all, all the people who've traveled here. Thank you, Breakfast, for accompanying me. I would like to tell you a little bit about myself over the next nine minutes and 45 seconds of your lifespan. Uh, my name is Connor McGrath. I am 29 years old. I live in Portland, Maine, with my parents, Stephen Lynn, and our pet border terrier, Dempsey. I like, uh, I like classic rock music. I like taking long, leisurely power walks around Portland, Maine. I like drinking iced coffee unsweetened with coconut milk. And if they don't have coconut milk at the iced coffee shop, I like drinking iced coffee unsweetened with almond milk. And if they don't have coconut or almond milk at the iced coffee shop, I like drinking iced coffee unsweetened with regular milk. <laughs> My milk choices aren't for ethical or dietary reasons. I just think those are the three best milks that pop flavor-wise with unsweetened iced coffee. I also have Asperger's syndrome, which is on the autistic spectrum. I was recently doing a show down in Dover, New Hampshire, and one of the comedians came up to me after the show and he said, Can it? You should never open up your sets by talking about having Asperger's Syndrome because it makes audiences feel awkward and uncomfortable. And I said, well, you know what feels awkward and uncomfortable? <laughs> having Asperger's Syndrome. I am, thank you. I, I'm just trying to relay stories about my life the same way that you relay stories about your life by talking about smoking marijuana and your Cheeto dick. <laughs> I think stand-up comedy, Mutiny Radio Festival, I think stand-up comedy is nothing but the closest equivalent that we have to classic country music. I think modern-day stand-up comedy is the closest equivalent that we have to classic country music. It's men and women of all different backgrounds, but mostly sad, drunk white men <laughs> telling stories about life, love, and loss. 
I consider myself to be the Randy Travis of Portland, Maine, Mutiny Radio. Sometimes after shows, people have questions about having Asperger's syndrome. They have questions about having Asperger's syndrome, like, are you a genius? Are you a savant? Do you know a lot about intricate subjects? Do you know a lot about intricate subjects, like the Euro rail, the train system of Europe? Do you know a lot about the Euro rail, the trains traveling the continent of Europe? Do you know a lot about the Euro rail? Do you know everything that there is to know about the International Court of Justice at The Hague in the Netherlands? Do you know everything that there is to know about the International Court of Law at The Hague in the Netherlands? Do you know a lot about experimental avant-garde 20th century composer Philip Glass? Do you know about avant-garde experimental groundbreaking composer Philip Glass? Worked with Paul Simon and David Bowie, occasionally crosses over into film scores such as 1998's The Truman Show, 2002's The Hours, and Martin Scorsese's Kundun. Do you know about avant-garde composer Philip Glass? I'm like, that is really not the case with me. I know less about the Euro Rail and everything that there is to know about the International Court of Justice at The Hague in the Netherlands and experimental groundbreaking composer Philip Glass, and I know more about Greyhound bus lines, who is in every intercontinental title match at every WWE WrestleMania, and the insane clown posse. I have what you call low-class, high-functioning autism. That is, my, that is my condition in life. Sometimes people, uh, people ask me, uh, they ask me about living with my parents. How do you like like how how do you living with your parents? I got I got cool ass parents. My younger brother's actually here. He can vouch. I got pretty cool ass parents. Dad smokes weed. Played in punk rock bands back in the day. He's cool ass. I had a I recently had a row though with my mother Lynn McGrath. <laughs> now this is out. This is recorded, so she'll hear about this row. And then next year at the Mutiny Radio Festival, she'll tell her side of the story. <laughs> But my mother, Lynn McGrath, from Portland, Maine, she, uh, she, we had a row. She uh, donated all of my Insane Clown Posse t-shirts to Goodwill without telling me. When I was, I, my t-shirt collection's gotten too large, and uh, she had donated all my Insane Clown Posse t-shirts to Goodwill. And when I got home, I, was, I found out my Insane Clown Posse t-shirts were gone, and I went out. Uh, she was in the garden out front, and she was, uh, she was gardening, and I, I went out and confronted her, and I was, started screaming at my mother. I, I was screaming at my mother, and I was getting red-faced. Um, I'm, I'm not proud to admit this, but I gave my mother the swear finger in the process of this heated exchange. I was screaming at my mother. I was red-faced, giving her the swear finger, and the na- neighbors uh, started gathering and watching this scene. This 29-year-old man screaming red-faced at his mother and giving her the swear finger about his insane clown posse t-shirts. <laughs> I had to take a step back and take a deep breath, and I, I, I felt a weird sense of pride at that moment. <laughs> because that was the first moment where I truly felt like a juggalo. <laughs> I've actually been, you know, I've been actually doing a fair amount of finger blasting lately, Mutiny Radio. <laughs> I've been doing a fair amount of finger blasting. I'm not going to brag about my sex life too much because there's always one guy in the audience that's like, man, fat autistic juggalos are getting laid and I'm not. (laughs) This is a bunch of bullshit. 
I will say this, autism, it doesn't just speak anymore. Autism fucks, baby, woo! That's good, I've been doing good. <laughs> Hell yeah, the sexy sex. I'm waiting for that all night. Oh yeah, but it's just learning. I mean, I, I, I'm a late bloomer. I'm, I'm, I'm not too proud to admit that. I mean, uh, uh, not too proud. Yeah, I'm not too, you know, I'm, I'm whatever. I'm a late bloomer. I'm still learning a lot of things about sexual intercourse and the art of lovemaking. Uh, just three times in the past six months, I've gotten IUDs, IEDs, and UTIs mixed up. <laughs> I cannot get them straight. Got an IUDs, IEDs, UTIs mixed up. I was doing a show recently, and after the show, I was having penis and vagina sex with a young lady. It's hot and heavy. She pulled me in, and she said, Connor, don't worry about where you finish, because I have an IUD. I'm like, oh, my God. You've got a bomb? You're going to blow us up? You're going to blow me up and yourself up in a fiery murder-suicide? Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Oh, no. Look, I, I've been doing comedy for seven years now. I can take constructive criticism. If you don't like one of my jokes, just politely tell me after the show. But to seduce me, lure me back to your apartment, undress me, and allow me to stick my penis in your vagina, Blow myself up and your, yourself up in a fiery murder-suicide. I think that is a cruel, sick, and twisted, demented act, ma'am. And she said, no, 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 Connor. That's an IED. I have an IUD. I'm like, oh. So it hurts really bad when you pee. Do you want me to stop right now? Should we get some cranberry juice at the 7-Eleven? Is this bothering you? And she said, no, 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 Connor. I have an IUD. It's a birth control device. It's implanted in my uterus. That means you can ejaculate wherever you want. I'm like, oh, ejaculate. Well, I don't even have an erection anymore. I was too concerned about dying in a fiery murder-suicide. And then I felt bad because it hurt when you peed. I'm going to need a moment to call timeout coach and muster up the nerve again to perform this act of lovemaking. You have any Barks root beer in your refrigerator? <laughs> I'll leave you with this parting erotic thought for you. A lot of people have favorite sexual role-playing scenarios. Some people like uh, doctor nurse. Some people like student teacher. My favorite sexual role-playing scenario when I'm with a young lady is I like to pretend that I'm Chris Farley and the girl's David Spade. <laughs> Fat guy in a little condom. All right, that's my time. Thanks, everybody. Get back to your host. Guys, this has been live music back. Give it up for Breakfast Pete Breakfast. Holding it down. Give it up for all the comics you saw. And also give it up for Virgin Airlines for buying the bullshit about me headlining this thing because I got here. Keep it going for yourselves. Thanks, guys. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship 
as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I used to white with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. Yes. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skin Care. 
boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. 
I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com it's seven o'clock. It's time for the next show. Cats, cats, cats. All animal material all the time with your amazing host out of Los Angeles. Put your hands together right now for Karina Diglight. Woo! Hi, guys. Hi. Meow. <laughs> cats, cats, cats. Welcome to our show. It's such a controversial subject, I feel. Don't you think so? Like, actually, you know what? I love cats. I decided I do love cats as much as I hate them. For sure. I feel like the more I'm far away from the cat, the more I like her. <laughs> because, I don't know, like, I can never get any cat's approval. I'd be like, kitty, kitty, come here, kitty, come here, let me love you. Oh, you like me? Gross. It's tough. It's really tough. I feel like women, cats are like women during PMS. PMS. It's like you will never know what got wrong. Like what happened? Like what the fuck did you do to her cat? Like women are so much like cats. Like the more you chase a cat, the more she's gonna run away. But the minute you get busy, the minute you get busy, she's gonna be like from the other room. Okay, what do you want? What the fuck do you want? Like what? I thought you don't like me. Oh, you hungry? Here. What? Else? Oh, you're thirsty. Okay, here. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good... It's not the same like with women. Like the more, like let's say you're available for her all day and the minute your football game starts... She slides, baby, <laughs> baby, 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 who's that guy in a white shirt? Baby, why are they wearing diapers? Baby, baby, where are they running, baby? Uh-huh, meow, meow, meow. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, like, I feel like women are a lot like cats, 
because like cats they know ex- exactly what they want when they walk into the room they know exactly whose lap they're gonna sit on <laughs> normally it's gonna be the person that doesn't want it the most oh meow did you see you have a did you see you have a cat allergy come here <laughs> come here come here oh fuck you fuck you fuck you <laughs> The same like women. When we walk into the room, we know exactly who's who we're gonna go home with. <laughs> yeah. Also, cats are very jealous, just like women. We want you to stroke one pussy at a time. <laughs> yeah. Cats call pussies. Women have pussies. Also, once you bring a cat into your house. Everything in your house belonged to a cat, including you. <laughs> cat don't like, just like women, cat don't like when you come, come back home late. You'd be like sneaking, sneaking in home at 10 p.m. and the cat's like, oh, you're home. You should be ashamed of yourself. Oh, by the way, I have a present for you. <laughs> Yeah, cats, man, cats. Anyway, if you like your pussy, your cat, to be happy, just like your woman, feed your cat. Make sure when he comes on your lap, you stroke that pussy really long because you'll never know when you get that next time. (laughs) Okay, time to start the show, guys. Cats, cats, cats. Our next comedian is Amanda Golub. Hey, how you guys doing? Um, I am, I think a lot of people know already, I'm in in town from New Orleans. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, Thank you to Pam and Mutiny Radio for putting this on. Um, It's been really great. I I love San Francisco, like San Francisco has been an experience. Like New Orleans, we don't have any hills. You have a lot of hills, there's a lot of walking, so it's just like, oh, the hills are alive with the sound of me panting and not being able to make it <laughs> up a hill. <laughs> uh, it's been pretty, it's been pretty terrible. I, um, do we have any cat ladies here? Okay. <laughs> like, I know it's a cat show, but uh, I think a lot of people hate cats, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a, I'm a cat lady. I'm a cat lady. I know. I know. I, uh, I, I got lucky. I have an Airbnb in Oakland, and I didn't even know that they were going to have cats there, but the, they, like, basically have the Airbnb to raise enough money to feed, like, 100 cats. <laughs> it's crazy. So sometimes the Airbnb picks you. <laughs> I'm, I'm a cat lady, though. I have three cats. I, I love my little babies. I would do anything for them. Like, my oldest cat needed dental work, right? Yeah, cats need dental work sometimes. $700 to get my cat's teeth fixed. I know, I know, I love them, I paid it. My best buddy was like, isn't it only 50 to put them down? <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm a lesbian, sometimes they're all I have. Sometimes they're all I have. I, um, and you know, when I ask if anybody's a cat lady, usually it's ladies that are like, woo, cat lady, but like anybody can be a cat lady, anybody can be a cat lady. Perfect example, my stepdad, stepdad's total cat lady, and he's totally okay with me calling him that. Uh, he's just happy I stopped calling him the asshole who ruined my family. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, my girlfriend and I just got the last, our third cat. Uh, his name's Earl. He has one eye. He's super cute. I have another cat named Sophia who also has one eye. Um, then I have my oldest cat, Bella, who lords over them with her two eyes. 
I kind of like I like the cats with the one eye because I feel like they've already lost one of their lives, so they're not as big of assholes as the other ones, um, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, no. So we're gonna review this. I have three cats with four eyes. <laughs> Uh, so I'm pretty sure I'm starting a coven. <laughs> pretty sure that's what's happening. Now I love I love living in New Orleans. It's like a super cool, laid back city. New Orleans just they don't give a fuck about anything. It's a, it's a great place to be. Um, but there's some problems, you know. We flood sometimes. Like New Orleans can't get our shit. My neighborhood flooded because it rained for ten minutes and we don't have drains. It's it's terrible. Like, we can't figure that out. Katrina like Katrina didn't actually hit New Orleans. It hit Biloxi, Mississippi. But because we couldn't get our levees right, that's why we flooded because we can't get that science right. Um, <laughs> But the, the science of the, there's a billboard with the lottery amount, and that is up to date, like up to the second. So we can nail that science. <laughs> can nail that science. I, uh, I, don't, I don't like uh, weather people. I don't trust weather people. I don't, I don't I, they're always wrong. Like weather, it's a weather science. Meteorology, you go to school for it, it's weather science. I think it's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. It's wrong all the time. Like Mardi Gras, it was supposed to rain all of Mardi Gras, and it didn't, and that was awesome. Um, if you want to know the weather, though, just call your Uncle Chester and ask if his arthritis is acting up. It's the best way to do it. It's 100%. He didn't have to go to school for that shit. I, um, like I said, I usually have a, a joke where I'm like, hey, I'm gay, but I don't need to do that. I'm gay. I'm here. I don't like the out of the closet. I'm like, oh, you're coming out of the closet. I never felt like I was in the closet. I feel like maybe out of the dugout would be a better... <laughs> I would feel more comfortable. <laughs> feel more comfortable with that for sure. I, um... Yeah, no, there was a study recently, and the study said that um, lesbians have better orgasms than straight women, to which I say, duh. <laughs> to which I say, I, um, I love being gay. I talk about it on stage all the time. Um, sometimes there's things I don't like. Like when I first came out, when you first come out, you just you want to shout it to the world. Because first you have to come out to yourself. And that's a whole process. And then when you're ready to, to shout out, you know, I'm here, I'm queer, all that, like you, you come out to the world. And so when I first came out, you know, I just, I just wanted to yell it out to everyone. So I just bought all these quirky shirts, you know, it's like proud vegetarian. <laughs> is it gay in here or is it just me? <laughs> My other penis is a fist. That's how you get the ladies. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how you do it. But I, I've had some. Uh, I have had some bad experiences. Um, once I was with my first girlfriend, and um, after we were together, I went to the gynecologist, right? And I told everyone, oh, because that's you know the responsible thing to do. But it was really so I could say out loud to somebody else, like not only am I gay, but I'm getting some. <laughs> right. So we're going through the, the questionnaire, and they finally get to that question: Are you sexually active? Why, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. She says, next question, what kind of birth control are you using? I was like, well, it's called Lesbiana. <laughs> and it happens to be the most effective birth control in the world. I promise you I will not get knocked up. And this lady puts her pen down and she stops and she was just like, what's wrong with men? Like, you don't want to date men, like the God and the Bible. And she's going through all this shit. And then, like, she's ready for this. She pulls out a picture of her son. And she shows me this picture of her son. And she's like, what, you're not attracted to my son? You don't want to date my son? And I was like, look, lady, like, this is the worst picture of your son you could have pulled out. I was like a third grade. I was like, this is weird. Like, you got really weird. You got really weird with this. <laughs> but she was, you know, ready for that. And then she's just going on and on about, like, how it's so wrong to, to be gay and for women to, like, she doesn't understand how a woman could like another woman. Um, 
and I just start crying. Like I start crying. It's terrible. Um, and then I get out to the weight room and my, and my mom was there to give me a ride because I didn't have a car at the time. Um, successful comics, right? <laughs> and uh, my mom sees me crying. She's like, what happened in there? Like what happened in there? And I tell her and she goes and she gives the nurse a piece of her mind and it's really awesome. And for me, it was a beautiful first because this was the first time that my mom argued against me dating a Jewish boy. <laughs> It was a really beautiful, beautiful moment. I, um, I've had my, my share, of, I love my mom, but I've had my share of breakups. She's not really a good emotional person when you talk about breakups. Um, my girlfriend had broken up with me and I text my mom and I'm like, oh man, I just got broken up with mom, I'm so sad. And she's like, text back and she's like, well I lost my Scrabble tournament so I guess we're both having a bad weekend. <laughs> I know, I'm like, mom, like, I just got dumped, but you can't pick consonants to save your life. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. It is. I, um, you know, uh, gay marriage is a thing now, and I'm, I'm really happy we have it, and it's great. And I'm kind of happy that all the debates are done. Uh, like, I was always in these debates about, you know, why gay people should get married and what it means. And one of the arguments, and it wasn't my argument, but I, this was the one I aligned with the most, where it's like, okay, if, you, if marriage is such a sacred thing, then marriage should be forever, right? Like, if it's so sacred that certain people aren't allowed to do it, then we should say that marriage is forever. Um, and I totally align with that. And I know, you know, every time I go to a wedding, I just buy the matching tombstones. That's the big plan. It's a big plan. My friend's like, that's expensive. And I'm like, I know this is how committed to this I am. Um, but, but people get creative. Like, you had to get creative. Gay people had to get creative before we had marriage to, to figure out how to have rights for each other so you can make medical decisions for your partner so that when you passed away, you'd be able to leave them something. Um, and so every state's different. And in Louisiana, um, they have something. They already had this in place. Like, straight people were like, gays just found a, a loophole. But we have adult adoption. Um, so what gay people would do is you would adopt your partner essentially and have, but it created this legal relationship and I realized, you know, I'm like, well, why did straight people need this? And then it's like, I look at my friends and I'm like, sometimes they need an adult, you know, <laughs> like sometimes you need to be like, I'm your mother, go home, <laughs> go home. You do not need that drink right now. Um, let's see. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I had anything else to, to talk about. I talked about a bunch of other shit the other day, so I think I'll give them some time back to the room. Uh, I'm Amanda G. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Amanda G. Give it up to Amanda. Amanda G, is that G as in G-spot? <laughs> okay, ba back to cats. Who are the fans of cats, cats, cats? <laughs> Now we have this humble, beautiful guy from Boston. All he wanted to say, just say I'm from Boston. Anything else? No, just from Boston. Alex Giampapa. How humble can I be when you call me beautiful? Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. That's so nice. Uh, hello there. How you guys doing? Oh my God. You guys are so friendly here. It's freaking me out. I'm so out of place, it's nuts. Like last night, <laughs> thank you. Someone call me a fag, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gotta be at home here. It's so crazy, it's so different, man. I did a show last night where one of the comedians asked the crowd uh, who was gay, and then someone in the crowd yelled out, sexuality is a spectrum. <laughs> Which then broke down into a group discussion <laughs> of what constitutes actually being gay. In Boston, if you smile, they're just like, all right, you're gay. That's like the whole, <laughs> that's the whole thing. Uh, cats, cats, cats. I don't remember signing up for this show. I don't recall. 
why I'm on the show. I'm pretty sure it's just because, like, if a cat is mentioned, I'm in immediately. You don't even have to give me details. You know what I mean? Like, if you asked me, if you were like, uh, yo, Alex, do you want to go to a party with Trump, Hitler, and all of your ex-girlfriends? I'd be like, nah. But if you were like, hey, do you want to go to a party with Trump, Hitler, all of your ex-girlfriends, and one cat? I'd be like, well, we should pop by. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) See how Nina's doing. We broke up for like friendly reasons regardless, you know what I mean? We just weren't compatible. Like I'm a Virgo, she's a whore, it's stupid. I did, I thought of this earlier. I do have a pretty like adorable story about uh, how my family adopted our family cat. If you guys wanna hear that, you can do, yeah, okay. So um, I was on a ton of cocaine and (laughs) (laughs) This is how most adorable stories begin, really. Um, I was on a ton of cocaine in college. In college, I did like a lot of cocaine. Like for years, I thought white privilege just meant cocaine. (laughs) Like people would be like, you have white privilege. And I'd be like, I know, I feel like I can do anything. So me and my roommates were on a ton of cocaine. We did a, we did a like like a mile of cocaine. We did like a mile, which is how I think you should measure cocaine in length. I think it makes more sense. And uh, not a laugh, but an agreement. I like this. This turned into a town hall meeting. I like that. And yeah, we were on a ton of cocaine and uh, we got a really random call from one of our friends and she was like, "Uh, I know that this is really weird, but my grandma can't take care of her cat anymore. And we were wondering if you guys wanted to like adopt a cat right now. And what you would usually say is like, no, that's like a 15 to 20 year commitment. We're gonna be roommates for two more months. Also, we're on a ton of cocaine. But what we said, because we're on a ton of cocaine, is I think a cat would really bring us together. (laughs) Like, we're all friends, but the cat would be the glue. You know what I mean? We'd be a family. So we're like, yeah, we'll take the cat. And so she brings over a cat right then. And we own the cat. And uh, we wanted to name the cat after a famous cokehead. So we were either going to name him Tony Montana or uh, Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, yeah. All right, so who knows Daryl Strawberry? All right. Cool, man. Well, if you don't know, so this guy's a baseball player who is infamous for uh, one, being a a cokehead, but also uh, for once pitching a no-hitter while on acid. Yeah. Which I don't have a joke for, but like, what? Holy fucking shit, that's amazing. And, uh... Hey, what's up, man? Hey, how do you get to the third floor? It's the passcode is 0576. I went through the front door. Yeah. With that passcode. Okay. And then I go up, and if I go straight, it's just a single staircase. Yeah. That goes up to a second floor. I entered 0576, it opened the door, and there was just a black woman on the couch who looked mortified. Yeah, she looks mortified like every time you walk in. It's fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> you take a left and go up the stairs. Yeah, um, I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> I'll see you back there, alright? Yeah.
Yeah, I just didn't have 11 minutes of material, so I needed this call, frankly. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> he hung up on me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we adopt the cat, and then at the end of the year, <laughs> we realize, like, yeah, exactly. Well, no, like, we realize, uh, like, we have a cat. Honestly, we realize that, like, the next day, like, when you're having, like, the horrible coke hangover, we were like, we adopted a living thing. Uh, and so, the next day, uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, at the end of the year, uh, we're like, hey, someone's got to take this cat home. And he had started sleeping in my room, and we became good buds. We hit blunts together, you know what I mean? He's a good cat. I like him. And um, so, I take him home to my family, and my family falls in love with the cat. And so really, long story short, um, my 70-year-old parents now own a cat with official tags that say Daryl Strawberry <laughs> because their son did too much blow in college and they have no idea. But they love him and he's got a good home. Okay. So I have, a, uh, I have a friend who's uh, transgender, and he was talking to me about getting a penis. He was like, I don't know if I want to get a penis. And immediately I reacted like he was a tourist. I was like, you got to get the penis. Oh, you got to get the penis. It's a vital part of the experience, maybe the best part. And he was like, no, it's not that. It's just that. So I guess when they give you a new penis, they have to take skin from another part of your body. And he was like, I just don't know if I would want like a big scar going down my arm. And I was like, well, I mean, you'd probably rather have a big scar than a little scar. You know what I mean? Like, is the arm scar going to be the new big feet? Where it's like, you know what they say about a guy with a big arm scar? He's got a big dick. And it's brand new. I think it's weird that on Facebook now, they give you a like button and they give you a mad button, and they give you a sad button, but there's still no doesn't give a shit button. And I mean, like, I don't want to ignore the post. I want them to know I don't give a shit about it. Like, uh, you know, what people are like, uh, just accepted a big job offer. Alex Jampapa doesn't give a shit. Nice. How about this one? Here's a picture of my ultrasound. I'm pregnant. Gross. Alex Jampapa doesn't give a shit. You need to picture me in my new bikinis. Alex Jampapa likes this. You gotta pick your battles. It's important. It's important. The craziest Facebook-related thing that I've heard, and you guys will probably be privy to this, is that uh, the Facebook guy, Mark Zuckerberg, might gear up to run for president. I know. I know. 2020 would be Facebook versus Twitter. It'd be fucking crazy. <laughs> and I'll tell you this much. Like, if that dude runs, that dude will win because Zuckerberg has access to everything that we have ever posted on Facebook which means that Zuckerberg has blackmail on everyone. You know what I mean? Because what are you going to do? You go on Facebook, and you post your political opinion, because these days, that's the only way most of us can come. <laughs> and you're going to be like, I'm not voting for Zuckerberg. And then Facebook's going to, and then you're going to get a message from Zuckerberg. A Facebook memory coming back to haunt you. It's going to be like, on this day, eight years ago, you looked at your hot cousin's profile 87 times. <laughs> And you're going to be like, this is an invasion of my privacy. And Facebook's going to be like, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't give a shit. <laughs> I got to check my time. Maybe call Ben back. <laughs> I have time. I'm going to call Ben back.
hey, uh, I don't have a closer. No, I'll do the Venmo joke. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ben. See you, bud. Everyone say goodbye to Ben. Goodbye, Ben. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with this app. It's called Venmo. And... Uh, <laughs> This is like my favorite app ever, so if you're not familiar with it, it's an app they use to pay people. Uh, when you pay people, you have to give a reason. So if it's something illegal, you have to lie. But I'm just hoping like they never go back through the Venmo transactions and call people out, because I never covered my tracks very well. Especially like during the Daryl Strawberry era. <laughs> it's going to be a weird thing. And they're like, hey, Alex, we were just looking back at a few things here. It says here on April 24th of 2013 at 3 a.m., you spent $80 on pizza. See, I was a late night. I was really hungry. Okay. Uh, but then it says here that at 4 a.m., one hour later, you said, oh, come on. This is great. Come on in. This is great. <laughs> it says here that at 4 a.m., one hour later, you spent... $80 on pizza? <laughs> a bit of a pizza head, I guess. <laughs> okay, uh, but, but then it says here that at 5 a.m., you spent $80 on pizza? Parentheses LOL cocaine? <laughs> All right, I'll leave you guys with a different thingy. You guys like puns? I love puns. I love puns so much, I think we should take them literally. Uh, like, am I allowed to pretend that a booty call and a butt dial are the same thing? You know what I mean. Like, if she calls and she's like, sorry, that's a butt dial, and I'm like, I'm coming over. Thanks, guys. That's all for me. Thank you, Alex. Wow. Alex, can I ask you a question? Where can I get Ben? I need a friend like that. Oh my God, you call him, he knows your jokes? Are you kidding me? I need a friend like that. Please help. <laughs> okay. Well, now we have to go back to cats. <laughs> wild cats from Portland. We have here one wild cat that's Scratch. <laughs> No, she's a pussycat. Okay, we here have Wendy Ways from Portland. Thank you, guys. Uh, I also have like somewhat limited cat material, but sadly, I don't have any friends to call, so uh, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, I just figured, so I'm doing the 10 o'clock underwear only show, and like I've just figured as long as I'm not fucking getting my shows mixed up and like getting naked here and talking about cats there, like I think I've won, basically. Um, <laughs> Uh, I am from Portland, and I'm here hanging out in San Francisco, and you guys also have homeless people. <laughs> so that's cool. We have that in common. Your guys' homeless people, though, are real go-getters. They're really, really hard. They work hard at being homeless, okay? Uh, I remember last time I was here, there was this guy near the motel that I was staying at, and he would get up 
Presumably, so he would start screaming at 8 o'clock in the morning, and he would go until 5 o'clock at night, okay, the whole time screaming. Uh, and presumably, like, he got up at 7 so he could start screaming at 8 o'clock. <laughs> and that's, like, at least a little bit commendable, because in Portland, the people that are homeless are homeless because they can't get up till noon, and that's <laughs> the only reason why they're homeless, <laughs> Uh, so you guys have really hard workers. I mean, by that token, like, I should also be homeless because I cannot get up until 2 o'clock. So I cannot get up until 2 o'clock. And I also went to college for philosophy, so I'm a stripper now. So <laughs> that's what I do for a living. I'm a stripper, and I recently gave myself a promotion, which just means that I got a boob job, basically. I got a boob job, and I'm still learning how to use boobs. I don't really quite know yet exactly how to wield these things. Uh, I don't know what people want to hear about them, so I'm just running around at work, just shaking things. More shoulder than boob than anything. Just telling people shit like, get It's working. It turns out it doesn't fucking matter what you do when you have tits. So <laughs> it's all working. Uh, uh, I, when I went to the doctor, though, uh, like his office was covered in crystals. Everywhere were crystals. And they were talking a little bit about like what crystal does what. And I can't really tell you how disconcerting it is to know that you're about to be cut open by someone who believes in the healing power of crystals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's okay. I think you're a doctor. You should be a man of science, okay? <laughs> Crystals are not science, so you're not allowed to believe in them <laughs> at all. As a stripper, I can, and I do, and that's fine. <laughs> that's okay for me. I can. I believe in a lot of things like that. Um, I am, like, sort of the quintessential cat... Quintess quintess someone say that word? Quintessential. Cat lady. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> I do. I, like... I'm wearing like a turtleneck and a sweater, okay? And I'm dressing up in layers and my first tattoo was my zodiac sign, okay? So I got all those things going on and I do believe in a lot of stuff like that, like astrology. Um, maybe you guys believe in something that's uh, stupid. Any of you guys believe in anything stupid at all? I do. Uh, so like clap if you've ever read your horoscope though. Yeah. Clap if you believe in astrology. Look at all these hypocrites. <laughs> Look at all of these hypocrites. Every single one of you is a hypocrite. I think like that people who read their horoscope but don't believe in astrology are a lot like guys who go around sucking guys' dicks and insisting that they're not gay <laughs> at all. They're just star curious and that's it. <laughs> um, I I believe in like, so I do like like witchy stuff, like, but not like, it's not like Skyrim or anything cool like that. It's not even cool whatsoever, like basically. And I'll give you guys an example of uh, how, how I think witchcraft works, basically. So uh, I'm gonna say some words and I want you guys just to say whatever's in your heart, okay? Somebody once told me. There we go. So that is an introductory madness spell. And uh, <laughs> because of some words I said, you guys have Smash Mouth stuck in your heads now, okay? <laughs> and that's how magic works, basically. Uh, but it is karmically sound, like all spells are. And that's that uh, I tell that joke, so I have Smash Mouth stuck in my head all the fucking time. So 
uh, I do have a cat because didn't you hear anything I just said? Uh, I have a cat and I hate my cat a lot. Um, my cat is, uh, wait, just wait. <laughs> I hate my cat. <laughs> she's ugly, okay? That's why. You thought it was for a mean reason. It's because she's ugly, okay? Uh, she's just ugly, and she's old, and she doesn't do anything, and she's just, like, she's like a slightly less racist version of my grandfather, basically. Uh, and she just, she needs all this special shit, and I fucking can't take it. She, I have to, <laughs> I, I can't fucking take it. Uh, <laughs> I have to go get her pills. And the first time I went to get her these pills, the doctor was describing to me, like, how you need to grind them up into a powder to administer them. And he's like, you need to put it between two spoons and grind the spoons until the pill is a powder. And I was like, Doc, do I look fucking new to you right now? <laughs> Do I look like somebody that you need to describe how to crush pills into a powder to? Because <laughs> if that's the case, I look great today. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, no, I don't do drugs. Like, wink. But uh, I do smoke weed because I have anxiety before I go to sleep. And I think that's a very common problem. So if you guys have that problem, here's a little bit of advice from me to you. If you're having anxiety before you go to sleep, just close your eyes. Count your heartbeats. And remember that each and every single one is being subtracted from a finite number. <laughs> and that that last one felt kind of weird. And then you just fucking go to sleep, okay? You just fucking go to sleep. <laughs> uh, no, I do really hate my cat. I'm gonna go back to that because the hatred is strong. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hate her. She needs so much special stuff, and I don't. There's a world of shit that I found out about that I didn't know about before I got this cat. Did you guys know that they make uh, canned cat food out of alligators for cats? That travesty exists in the fucking world. And now you know about it, too. Uh, it's a lot like feeding uh, uh, bears to mice, okay? It's something that shouldn't happen, like, at all. It's weird. The lady at the store said it was for cats who are allergic to everything. So all they can eat is alligator. Just like in the wild. It's totally normal. Uh, it's so weird. Like, all they can't eat anything else, and all they can eat is alligator. Which is a lot like when your girlfriend tells you that she's allergic to all jewelry except for real gold. <laughs> that's all she can wear. <laughs> Oops, sorry, I'm allergic. I can't drink well. I can only have Grey Goose, okay? I'm allergic. <laughs> uh, and I want to know how this happened. Like, how did this come to be in the fucking first place? How did they even find this out in the first place? What fucking Cajun, like, back alley hick was heating their feeding their fucking cat alligator and called up a vet and was like, we should do this. <laughs> uh, here's my theory. I think what happened is there was just one alligator in Florida who ate the wrong fucking cat and that cat's cousin Vinny was like, I want him dead. <laughs> I want him dead. I want his family dead. <laughs> I want my children to eat his children <laughs> until the fucking end of time. And that's how that came to be. <laughs> Uh, and if you are a woman and you have a cat, like a lot of people are like, oh my God, are you a crazy cat lady? Are you a crazy cat lady? You have a cat, you must be a crazy cat lady. Are you crazy? No, I live in an apartment, okay? I can't have a fucking bear. 
I don't have time for a dog and hamsters are fucking stupid. And so are you if you own one and you're above the age of 10. I'm glad you guys even laughed at that. Sometimes in Portland, people are like, don't you fucking ever talk about hamsters like that ever a goddamn again, you bitch. <laughs> but that's what I can have as a responsible pet owner, okay? I can have a cat, that's it. Um, but some people, like, some people are, like, self-proclaimed crazy cat ladies. They just, they have a cat and they fucking go wild with it, you know? They're like, oh my god, I own a cat, I make him wear sweaters and he hates it, I'm a crazy cat lady, I'm so crazy. Do you need medication for that, or...? No, I just, I have more than one cat. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I thought everything was birds for a second. I don't know. I'm just crazy. <laughs> Do you cut, cut yourself and tell other people it's their fault? <laughs> no, I just have three cats and I named them all after Buffy characters. I am crazy. Do you drink their piss? Like what is so fucking crazy? <laughs> about owning a goddamn cat. It's not crazy, okay? A crazy cat owner is the first motherfucker to trudge out into a swamp and kill a fucking alligator <laughs> and lay it in front of their picky cat and be like, does this please you? <laughs> Uh, you know what? I think I'm going to call it right there. Thank you guys very much. I've been Wendy Weiss. I must say, I love the crazy cat lady, but I really hate your cat. You convinced me. I hate your cat. <laughs> and now we have the last but not the least, Andy Picaro from Pittsburgh, who just moved to L.A. Welcome, our headliner. Fucking, what would you call Alex? Beautiful? <laughs> what did you call him? And they're like, this guy's lived here. He's lived here. He's on a plane to here. All right, anyway. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. It's hard to host a show. By the end of the show, you're like, all right, and this fucking guy now. You know what I mean? Like, you just want to be, I'm the worst host in the world. You know what? Because you just got to keep getting up. I like to go once and I'm done. I don't want to keep getting up. You know what I mean? You just got to keep getting up. It sucks. Uh, before I get started, thanks, Pam, for having me again. This is my second year here, my third year here. I can't remember. I love coming here. Um, Pam was like, you might have to do extra time. And I'm like, well, I have extra cat material. So that's <laughs> the only time that's going to come in handy is right now. Are there other cat people in here? Were you excited by the theme? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's actually the best reaction that's ever gotten. All right. No, I, it's weird. No, because San Francisco, it seems like a dog town. A lot of you guys have dogs, probably. This is a nice walk. Places are nice to go outside. I, have, I live in L.A. You gotta, it's like the apocalypse happened. You know, you got to stay inside. <laughs> So, you know, you don't want to have something, you, get it, you need to walk, you know what I mean? Then you have to talk to like eight people with fucking carts and shit if you got to walk a dog. So, uh, I have two cats. I had two cats. My one cat died after a six-year uh, battle with renal failure uh, recently. Yeah, his kidneys were failing for six years. And for most people, that would mean you just had a dead cat for six years. But I treated it the whole time. I had to give him a, an injection of 100 milliliters of saline into his back 
every day. And when I was out of town, I had to pay somebody to come over to do that. Yeah. Every day. Let that sink in. That's a lot. That's every day of the week at like 6.30 p.m. I'd be like, oh, time to water the cat. You know what I mean? Like, and I would seriously. And I'd do it in the bathtub so I wouldn't make a fucking mess. And so I'd hang the thing up. I had like a, like a little picture hanger that was just to hang uh, my cat's sailing thing on it. I have to go into the vets every 10 days and get a new sailor. Or you can order them online, but I never did that because I'm lazy. Which is lazy... It was stupid to go all the time. I, I don't know. I, that came out wrong. But whatever. I, I made it hard on myself. And, and he, he got uncomfortable with the big gauge needles. So I'd use the smallest gauge. So it would take a long time. It was a fucking... I was a cat nurse for six years. Right? So when he died, it was kind of like... it was. I almost kind of felt like somebody was taking care of their mom for a long time. People were like, are you upset? And I'm like, yeah, I'm upset. But I can finally travel. You know? Like, <laughs> I can do a lot of things now. You know? It's, 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 it's really weird. It's, it's, it's kind of a sweet thing. But I, uh, I knew I loved my cat because, um, and all the cats I've ever had, because I, I let them shit in a box in my house. That's where they go. That's where they're supposed to go, is a box in my house. Like, you know you love something if you let it shit in a box in your house, right? Like, you might think you love your nephew, But if he took a shit in a box in your house, you'd be like, you know what? Jeffrey's not coming over anymore. That was weird. We didn't like that. That's weird. He's got to get an Airbnb now. I can see my reflection and it's just pissing me off so bad that I ironed this shirt. I'm a fucking idiot. I am such an idiot. I'm a child at 32. I fucking hate myself. I hate when you can see yourself from the state. I love this, this, this venue. It's just something about me that I hate. It's not about... <laughs> something about the venue. It's myself that I don't like. Oh, God, gross. Look at you. <laughs> Spilling water on yourself. What's your beard doing? Where is it growing? Why is it going that way? Why can't you ruffle through your backpack in public? That's because you got a beard like this. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right, so yeah, we're talking about cats. Still on the cat thing. Nah, but you know, it was really what made me realize uh, with, with my cat being sick so much and, and, and taking him hot, man, it is so expensive to have a sick animal. You're, it's like more economical to have a sick kid. I'm not trying to be callous. Like, I'm just saying like, like numbers-wise, like raw data, <laughs> it is better to have a sick kid with bad insurance than to have a mildly sick animal because it re- it's fucking expensive. Like, my cat had to spend 11 days at one point when he was first diagnosed. 11 days in the animal hospital on West 57th Street in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he could have stayed at the Plaza Hotel <laughs> for like 30 days. <laughs> for what it cost. He could have stayed at the Plaza and ordered whatever the fuck he wanted for every meal. For what it cost for 11 days in the kitty hospital. 11 days. And he said they would make you feel bad too. Like he's getting better, and you could take him home, and you know, roll the dice, or you know, we can keep him alive. You know, and 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 vets are always good-looking women. I'm sorry, I don't mean to generalize people here, but there's not a lot of ugly girls with the fucking vet books open. Apparently, uh, you know, 
<laughs> like, because I've trust me, I've dealt with a lot of vets, and I've I've fallen in love like thirty times. Like, you know what I mean? Because they, because they, because they know a lot about animals. All of a sudden, you're like, oh god, is this Snow White? I love you. You're fucking amazing. Is it did Snow White talk to animals? I don't fucking know. Anyway, it's one of those, right? Which one did a Disney princess talk to animals? No, she talked to the midgets. Who did? Who talks? Wasn't one friends with mice and shit? Oh, Cinderella, yeah, they made, they were her tailor. <laughs> yeah. Snow, oh, Snow White did too? Man, Disney really used the same story. They're like, the parent died, and you're the kid that nobody likes. Here you go. There's a movie. <laughs> All right, that's not about cats. Stay on topic. No, but it's just, it's sad because they're all, they're so, so attractive and, 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 and no vet is impressed by a cat guy. No, but if you have a golden retriever with a cough, the vet's going to maybe flirt with you a little bit. If you're coming in there with a fucking tabby that needs its shots, nah, get out of here. Fucking, you're a fucking loser. I'm not going to want a cat guy. No, nah, but I just like animals more than I like people overall. I think it's like the main thing, you know? Like, uh, I was at a uh, rest stop one time in West Virginia, which don't do that. Uh, yeah, like, West Virginia is the most stereotypically correctly, like, play. It is what you think it is. If you've never been there, it's exactly what you think. There's no jobs, and people just spit at each other and, like, carry guns around. It's, no, I'm, I'm, that's what happens there. If you went there, if you went there, you'd be like, wow, you could write the Zagat for fucking West Virginia. That's it. It's disgusting. Um, but anyway, so I'm at this rest stop, and uh, and everyone's looking for this uh, for this Yorkie. This whole family, this this big Latino family, is looking for a Yorkie, and they couldn't find him. His name was Mr. Gray Boots, and uh, right away I helped. Right away, I was like, all right, let's do this. Let's find him. And after like an hour and twenty minutes, it took like twenty minutes to find him, and an hour to catch the Yorkie in an open field. You know what I mean? Like it's like <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. So we caught him. And at the end, I'm walking back to my car. I realized I didn't even go into the rest stop to get any food. I just went back to my car and kept driving. Like, I let them disrupt my whole day <laughs> over their fucking animal missing, right? Like, an animal was missing, and right away, I, like, threw on a vest and grabbed, like, road flares. Like, I was like, ah, I'll help, yeah. Dude, if I got out of the car and they're like, can you help us? Gary's missing. No, I can't. Is it, does Gary not have a cell phone? I'm sorry. I feel like that's Gary's fault. I'm not looking for Gary. Like right now, I know the color of every cat that's missing on Ventura Boulevard. I'm positive there's a bunch of people missing. Don't know one of them. I don't know one of them. I don't know what, when I see that an animal's missing on like a, like a light post or something like that, I will look at the animal and think about it and like keep it in my head. If I'm like on my computer and the news is talking about a missing person, I don't look up from my computer. <laughs> like the person missing could have been the last fucking person I talked to and I would never know. But again, if, you're, if a tuxedo cat is missing in West Hollywood, I'm on it. All right, I'm... I'm looking. I'm out there looking for all of us. No, it is ridiculous because, like, you start to get to that age where it's like, you know, I don't, are they, I'm, am I going to be that person who starts referring to them as my kids? Am I going to say fur babies? Is the word fur babies somewhere in my 20-year plan? You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Is that coming around? You guys are, look, you are nodding like, sir, you might be there already. 
look at her. No, and you look wise too. You look like you know your shit. Like I'm not. That's somebody who. You guys look like you're too successful to come in here. What brought you into the show? <laughs> Are you here to audit this operation? <laughs> there's like a there's a really nice two top with a reserved on it somewhere at an Italian restaurant right now, and they're like, "No, we'll go later. We want to fucking see what this is." <laughs> Thanks for coming out. You guys have cats? No, no. no. Oh, look at that. No, that was a defiant no. Hell, she said hell no. She said hell no, like I brought up a political conviction. <laughs> no, but I get that. That's fucking honesty. Because people who don't like cats, you shouldn't like. First of all, people who are allergic to cats, they can kill you. I get it. You shouldn't like them, right? Yeah. If you're uh, you're allergic, right? Yeah. Anything that should kill you probably should not be for that thing. Yeah. 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 And I, do you have do you have? Do you have friends like me that'll go, yeah, we'll just open the windows. <laughs> we'll open the windows. By the way, I've never cleaned a throw pillow ever. How do you... How do you even clean a throw pillow? But I'll open the window. <laughs> so you agree they're majestic creatures, right? Well, that's cats, though. Cats are either, you know, they're either great or terrible. Cats are just like redheads. Right? They're either beautiful, majestic creatures, or they have tiny little gross faces, right? It's one or the other. There's just tens and ones. Both sexes, by the way. Both sexes. I'm not just talking women, men and women. You've, just, you've never seen a redhead and gone, oh, there's a seven. Nope. <laughs> it's just very, very, very good and very, very, very bad. That's it. <laughs> Same with cats, right? That's why I understand people who hate cats, right? A bad cat is a furry little ninja that hates you. Right? And it just tumbles in the room, gives you a paper cut, then it leaves. That's fucking... That shit is fucked up. I can understand not liking it, right? You gotta have a good cat experience. A bad cat can, it'll, it'll ruin you for life. <laughs> I know I said that sentence with such conviction. I'm also like, I am still winded from walking around your fucking city. Holy shit. Hey, you know what? When people are from out of town and they ask what's walkable, say fucking nothing, all right? Don't fucking start throwing down what to do. It's fucking, all of a sudden, 5 p.m. hits, and you're like, I mean, I got a show about cats, and I can't feel my legs. <laughs> North Beach is cool, but who the fuck can live here? <laughs> I need to take an elevator to the bottom of my neighborhood to fucking live in this place. <laughs> I like how some things are so steep, they just have steps. They're like, fuck it, too many people have tumbled down. Just create steps. <laughs> if we lose another old lady, we're fucking in trouble. It's fucking... Is it wrong that every time I see one of those sloped hills, I just imagine an old lady with bags just rolling down? Because <laughs> you know it's happened on every single one of them. All right, hey. We're talking about cats. <laughs> Fucking cats, man. It is weird because I, I had two cats for a while, and I got my cats when I was in a relationship. So we were a couple with cats. It was cute. And then she left. Where did that sound come from? Because that was an accurate sound. There it is. All right. That was so accurate. Oh, my God. If there was a sound, 
if there was a soundboard in my head for my feelings, you just tapped into it 100%. Exactly. We were a couple with cats. It was cute. And then she left. And now I'm just a guy with cats. That's not the same thing. Right? I feel like it'd be less feminine to just have like a, a naked dude reading an OK magazine on the couch <laughs> than to tell people before I walk in, oh, there's going to be two cats licking each other. <laughs> no, but my cat did. I had to, I did, I have to make that call after six years of being the cat nurse. At one point, he was on four medications a day. I will never be on an insurance that will allow me to have <laughs> four med- Like, just to give you an example, I spent so much on this fucking cat that I could have a pre-owned Lexus. I fu- I love her. I, I you again. Just she's in my head, man. She's in my head. But I'm serious. Not a little one. An SUV. I could have a pre-owned Lexus with no payments left. Instead, I have a cat that died a little slower, and now he's on a tin can, basically, on my bookcase. That's right, because the vets were like, do you want the ashes back? And I was like, really? They're the most expensive goddamn things I own. I would like them back, please. Yeah, thank you. All right, thank you guys very much for listening. I'm Andy Picaro. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, Andy Picaro. Give it up for Andy. Wow, that was something. You and your ashes, Andy. That must be something. I want to see this. I really want to see when when you're in LA. Call me. I want to see these expensive ashes. <laughs> and also, I want to add. I think you're ready not only for fur babies. You're ready for babies. That dedication, man. You can grow up. You can, you get you get. You're ready. Thank you so much, guys, for coming to our cats, cats, cats show. Stay uh, around at 8 p.m. We have I'm not white show, so. Come back and enjoy our festival. Woohoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. 
So listen in to the weekly review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. They're more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. (laughs) 
Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special, a shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. 